2: So today is August 28th, 2015, and we are on AC class number 10. So tell me how your week's been going.
0: It's been really well. I, You know, I really appreciate your encouragement and good words. Uh, it's, it's been a week of gaining in confidence good. and accepting that I'm a beginner and that I, even though I knew it, now I'm having the experience that I'm not going to be a master after 10 classes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just fun. I, I'm so glad for the chance to work with the gorillas and the host animals. I, I was feeling a little bit bereft about what to do once our 10 sessions were over.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. So really it's about practice now. But if you look from where you came from, In not having any training to where you are now, you're a very, very strong beginner, Ellen. And I'm not telling you that just to be nice. It's, It's the truth. I've worked with students since 2008. So I've seen the gamut of as students go, and you're a very strong beginner, and you're doing very nicely. And honestly, it is about just gaining more experience through practice. So... Practicing, and that's what I, what I wanted to talk with you about this morning at the beginning too, so I'll just move right into that, and then any questions you got we'll get back to. Um, with practice, this is key. If you want to continue moving forward with this, then don't let this go. So don't let it slide. Really stick with it, whether it be, yes, doing the online Facebook practice or doing, you know, working with the gorillas. So things with me, but even out with open-minded family and friends. Um, because that's going to be, you know, animal communication is, it has so many different angles to this work. The online phone practice, which we've been doing for 10 classes, you know, the Facebook, which is going to be more of along the lines of email-based practice, okay? So that's going to give you an aspect of that. And every little angle is different because what you're going to find is as you practice in person, on the phone, uh, over Skype, or by email, is different little things are going to come up for you, things that you like things that you're, like, not too fond of at this point that may shift over time and then you discover you like them. Or you may find that, you know, wow, I'm really good at doing phone work, but, you know, the email or, you know, in person right now just feels like I need continual practice to get stronger than that area. You're going to start to have these little observations. And I'd like to encourage you to do all four if you can. Get on on Skype with an open-minded friend and practice that route too because it's kind of like in person. Now, sure, you can put the the little screen in the off position if you prefer to, you know, have them kind of more like a phone, but um, Mm -hmm. doing that will give you more well-roundedness in your own skills. Does this make sense?
0: Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. Uh Good.
2: Now, if you find that you're a little bit nervous or afraid to step out into doing, say, in-person sessions, for example, um, that's common amongst students and it's something I went through myself. I hid in, hid behind the phone and in, hid behind doing things in person by doing email for months. And then my skill improved. I saw I was doing well, got good feedback, and then I got brave enough to call my sister, and she's pretty open-minded, and do a phone session with her for the first time. You know, that was my first phone mm-hmm. session, somebody I knew mm-hmm. who wasn't going to, you know, beat me down. Um, and then I, I branched out to open-minded friends, and it wasn't probably for for me personally, a year, until I was willing to do an in-person session with a friend of mine, and that's how I started. So I do baby steps for yourself, okay? Stay within your comfort zone a little bit, but know that it's not going to be fully comfortable. I just had one of my other students taking the same one-on-one as you are say to me the other week, she's like, when am I going to feel comfortable doing this work? And I smirked. I said. Well, it may be a long time. (laughs) There are times I'm on the phone with clients, and I'm not fully comfortable with what I'm hearing or the conversation. And I'd love to tell you that, you know, even after doing this for nine, ten years, that I'm I'm fully comfortable. And I'd say for the most part, 99% I am. But every now and then, something comes up that I'm hearing that triggers something in me. And it's like everybody's got their own triggers. So don't wait for it to be comfortable before you step into it. Know that it's probably not going to be and step into it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. okay
0: thank cool. you yeah yeah all right questions I I have a couple of questions and one of them actually has to do with my reaction to something and I just wanted to run it by you okay so I I was talking with a, an acquaintance I've had for a long time the other day telling her I was learning animal communication and the, the point about this woman is I trust the source Mm-hmm. And, you know, she started talking to me and said she'd been using several communicators with her cats. Okay. And that she had really gotten away from it because she had worked with somebody who apparently is popular in this area. Okay. Who basically was kind of telling her that she needed to give up one of her cats and take it to a farm with coyotes or. Leave it by a busy highway, or in essence, let it be killed and that that just struck me as so disturbingly wrong mm-hmm. that you know i I definitely made an opinion about that 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 was not animal communication
1: okay
0: and then I just wanted to ask, I wanted to run it by you okay, so.
2: I guess if I was having a conversation with your your friend who said the same to me, I would be like, well, when you receive the information from the person, how did it sit with you? Did it resonate? Mm -hmm. Did it not resonate? Did it hit an emotional trigger within you? Um, Are you adamant that that's not the right path for you and your particular cat? Okay. If it's not, notice that. You know, sometimes we get information from the outside world, in this case another ACer, and we know automatically it's not right. It doesn't feel right to us.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
2: something to really notice. And if something they say does feel right, maybe not their suggested method of how to handle it, but the overall idea of, wow, something needs to give for this cat in order for it to, I don't know what, what the gal was trying to get across, whether the cat needed an alternate home, it wasn't its home, or it was fighting with another cat. I don't know what the scenario is. But if there was some uh, feeling accuracy of what she said that really resonated but the way she went around it or offered the suggestion how to handle it didn't feel right then look at the part that feels right and let go of that which does not if you Mm -hmm. have a session with an ACer that does not feel right most of the way through take it with a grain of salt everybody I honestly believe Ellen that just about everybody out there is truly doing the best job they know how with mm-hmm. the emotional baggage that they personally carry, and all of us carries it. None of us is, you know, baggage-free. <laughs> we all have our stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and with the skills and talents she has it right now. Maybe this this client attracted this particular ACer in order to have the experience of being like, wow, that totally doesn't resonate with me, and I'm not uh-huh. going to go that route. Maybe there was something that was still valuable to her. Oh, are you there? I'm here, uh-huh. Okay, heard a beep. Okay, all right. So maybe there's still something still of value to her that she needed to hear, and that might have been why she attracted that circumstance or that particular ACer. So those would be my thoughts. I wouldn't automatically say, you know, this person's right, this person's wrong, the animal's right or wrong, but really pay, pay attention in life to what sits with you. What is in alignment with your personal truth and what's not?
0: Got it. Okay, okay.
2: Because the way people, you can have ten people hearing the same conversation that 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 AC-er is relaying, and some of them can interpret it wildly different than others can.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And I don't know if that's where your friend was, or if that's where the ACER was, or what the cat was portraying. I don't know.
0: But yeah, do you know I mean there, I are, there are a lot of I don't knows, but I what what I noticed was my you know intense reaction. To.
2: Sure, because you, you have... Um, so what I'm getting, you can see if this... Here's a great example. See if this sits with you. You don't like the idea of abandonment, of one being abandoning other, another. I get that you prefer than another being. If you are going to part ways, that's fine, but set them up for success. Let them part ways in a way where it's possible they can succeed. Does this make any that's
0: sense? That's it, it was the basically put the cat somewhere where it will be killed scenario. Yeah.
2: Yeah, abandonment can lead to death, can lead to loss, Mm -hmm. can lead to separation, can Mm -hmm. be an emotional death, can be a physical death. Sure, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So that just shows you you know what your trigger is here around that Mm -hmm. particular scenario. You know, somebody saying, or presumably, potentially saying, put this animal there so it can just die. That doesn't fit well with you. Now, you can sit mm. back with that on your own time, Ellen, and ask yourself, Truth, why doesn't this sit well with me? You know, what's so bad about the person following through and doing that to that animal? And find out what your answer is, what comes up. You might get something like, oh, it's unfair.
1: Okay, so I Truth, what's so that, bad about that? Is that? Interesting. yeah.
0: I, it is interesting you say that, because in essence, I let that happen with my own cats. Oh. It was like, you need to be wild and free. Mm-hmm. I get it. You can have it, and eventually they were each killed by coyotes. I mean, they were 18 and 19 years old, but it was, so I'm not, it's it's interesting to me because I'm not against that. Okay. I didn't feel bad at all. It was, yeah, I'm just, I'm understanding what happened. I I think I was more upset by the woman's upset.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So other people's stuff triggers our stuff. Right. And when you can discover what your stuff is, why does that trigger me? I mean, really, look at it as a learning experience for you.
1: You Mm -hmm. know, um, I'll give
2: Mm -hmm. you a great example, okay? You can, um, so uh, it was recently said to me, um, you have 11 animals, okay? And the tone of voice was judgmental. And I got defensive, you know? And I sat with that 24 hours later. I said, truly, what is that about that sentence that makes me uncomfortable? And what I discovered was that the person who's saying it or other people in general, 11 animals to them is a huge number. But to me, my animals are my community. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: as a community, it's okay in my community that we look different and that we're different numbers, you know, four cats, four dogs, you know, one of them the foster et cetera. And I really had to get that, you know what, I have this idea, this belief that other people can't possibly understand why I value the community that I have in the way that I do. Mm -hmm. They'll never see it because they're not me. Right. So when you get to that, whatever that is for you, you will find such peace around that topic. And a similar topic probably won't trigger you next time.
0: Okay? Got it. Thank you yeah thank you yeah all right what else so I just and again this is just a uh, it's not a question so much as a note I actually feel when I step back and look at my experience so far I feel solid and confident
1: mm-hmm.
0: for where I am except okay. when it comes to working with my own animals Okay. and I just really feel derailed at that somehow. Yeah.
2: That would be a nice example to sit down with. Why do I feel uncomfortable working with my own animals versus animals I don't know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I can tell you some common reasons for that if you'd like, or you can search mm-hmm. out your own answer um, you know, on your own time. But I will tell you it's quite common. Um, it is something that will eventually shift for you if you continue to practice with those that you don't know because as your confidence continues to grow because you're getting feedback and good confirmation from animals you don't know and you continue at the same time to practice with your own even though somebody's not there to confirm it for you you can say to yourself wow my accuracy is really increasing based on feedback from others chances are that same um, movement of accuracy is happening with my own family, too. It's linear. It's happening Mm -hmm. together, even though I'm not getting confirmation from my own. Do you see what I mean?
0: Right. Yes, I do. So don't be too
2: troubled by the fact it's uncomfortable. Remember, a lot of aspects of this work are going to be uncomfortable, Ellen, for a long time, and maybe some aspects of it will never go away, but you know what? You can still do the work through that uncomfortableness. Don't wait mm-hmm. for it to be comfortable before you think you can do it. That's a misstep. Okay?
0: Okay. To do it anyway. What are some of the common reasons I'm Okay. I'm interested.
2: People will say, "I know too much about them, so my mind might have made it up." Okay? Which in other words, they go to doubt. Um, other things is I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear. Okay. I don't. Uh, you know, I ask my cat, "How are you feeling?" And he tells me, "I'm feeling fine," but I think I got a growth in my belly. There are some things I, the owner, may not want to hear. Okay. Yeah. Um, they may say, you know, my animal. I, I just had a gallop two weeks ago. She took my four-week class, and she wrote me very frustrated. She's been practicing with her own animals, and only with her own animals, which I cautioned the students not to do, because then you're going to spin that wheel of doubt, but she was doing it anyway, which is, you know, what she chose. And she says, I'm frustrated. I think my cat will not talk with me. And I've always had a very close emotional bond with my cat, but ever since the class, it's like she's ignoring me. I can't get anything from her, Okay. So I wrote back an email kind of setting her straight. It's not her cat. I've spoken with her cat. It's not her cat. It's her and her own stuff and the fact she's not feeling comfortable enough to practice outside of her own animal family. People who are scared of feedback and confirmation will often do it only with their own animal family, which, like I said, often spins that wheel of doubt because they're not getting confirmation elsewhere. We don't get pats on the back while doing this work and encouragement. I'm sure there are some people out there that can, can do any field of work without encouragement, but, boy, it makes it easier when you've got a teacher or a friend or an animal <laughs> yes, congratulating you and, and saying, good job.
1: it <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, does.
2: Yeah, we're here to help each other. But sometimes there's humans We're we're too afraid to let others potentially help us don't be don't be one of those, okay. that there okay. <laughs> okay. There's all the help in the world if you're willing to step outside your comfort zone and meet it halfway.
0: Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you
2: All right, anything else on your mind?
0: That is all
2: okay, cool, all right, so. I did go ahead and select three animals for you. We've got Lucy, the living cockatiel. We've got Muffin, the feral cat. And we've got this wild cougar who two years ago um, actually went into somebody's backyard. A person woke up and saw cougar tracks, saw the cougar on the film, and their dog was missing. So who do you want to work with first?
0: Let's start with the Sun Valley cougar.
2: Okay. Great. So she's worked with students many times. I call it a she. I really don't know if it's a she or he, but usually comes through as a she. So we'll do that. So let's connect and I'm trying to get my picture up. Read off the bottom for you. And my computer's freezing yet again. All right. So um, I can't see the little description. I believe this happened in California. However, okay, a couple years ago, January fourth, I believe, is the date I had read earlier.
0: So I've actually this, the description here. Okay,
2: excellent. So I want you to use that description to tune in. Now people will say, I can't see the cougar very well. Okay, you can see the cougar good enough to connect. Okay, people will send you photographs of their animals way out at a distance with their head turned and their butt towards the camera. And you (laughs) can still connect. Seriously, people do this. I don't know why. I tell them, send me a good clear picture, and that's what I get. But it doesn't matter. You can still connect. (laughs) So go ahead and call it. Now, it's a wild animal. Let's use the name cougar as the name.
0: Okay.
1: Okay.
2: Okay, and let the cougar know, if you haven't already, why you're here. Okay. Okay, excellent. So she's very willing. All right, so I want you to ask her, do you recall the time when you were caught on film where you were walking around somebody's backyard and you encountered their dog? This would be probably about two years ago.
0: Yes. Excellent. She does. Good. Mm-hmm.
2: So, let's we're going to we're going to do the entire scenario. Ask her why were you in the neighborhood to begin with? It's not really the right environment for a cougar.
0: She was looking for food.
1: Mhm. Good.
2: And ask her did you know at the time where you were going to find it?
0: She could sense it, and I feel a lot of energy around my nose. Okay,
2: good, good. So she definitely was sensing through her nose. She actually was very optimistic that she was going to find food, so good. Mm -hmm. Ask her, in what areas were you looking for food in the neighborhood?
0: okay I get an energetic it's, it's a if I put it into words it would be areas I could get in and out of quickly um, areas that were easy to access
2: mm-hmm. good ask her were you doing any sniffing around garbage
1: cans
0: If she was, she was. didn't find them interesting.
2: Okay. So I get she was, though she didn't want to eat out of them. So there's a difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, that's a good. Okay. So she eventually wandered into this person's backyard, caught here on the camera. Ask her, did you know what you were searching for here, or were you just generally searching for food? Were you searching out the dog or just kind of randomly searching?
0: Oh, yes, she knew it was there.
2: Okay. So ask her where she found the dog.
0: It was by the house, not inside, but by the, up next to the house.
2: And ask her if the dog knew the entire time that she was approaching it.
0: Yes, he did.
2: Okay. So when she came upon the dog, and they were, you know, still a good distance away, but they saw each other, ask her, how did the dog feel emotionally? What was his emotional reaction to her? He knew. Knew what?
0: He knew. Well, he was going to be food. He was going to die.
2: Okay, so I want you to go back to that original question, because I want you to practice Mm -hmm. feeling the emotion from the dog, but feeling it through the lion.
1: Mm, Okay.
2: Go into her body and feel it, if that makes it easier.
0: Scared, and yet deeper and resigned.
2: Okay, definitely the fear was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, deeper, okay, and resigned, okay. So what I'm picking up, different words, but I'm, I'm giving you the my words so you can, again, have confirmation for yourself. She senses that he's like, oh, I know this isn't going to end well.
1: Okay, yeah. so that's
2: your resigned. Well done. Good. All right, so ask her, When you approached him to kill his body, where did you latch on to him?
0: Neck. Neck.
2: Good. And I want you to give me a feel it from her. This is just, you know, a story. It's over and done with. And obviously you don't have, you're doing very well. So you're able to perceive this and not get uptight around, you know, predator and prey here. So from Mm -hmm. her perspective, tell me the story of step by step and feel it from her or have her tell you the story and you just relay it to me.
0: She says I watched for a bit. Mm -hmm. He moved around. He went back and forth. Yes. I understand how he moves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one might say, I understand what my target is.
1: Okay, good.
0: And I came slowly closer. Mm-hmm. And then when I one might say knew what I was doing and knew what it, it was time. Um, if we were shooting a gun, we'd say had him in her sights. Mm-hmm. There was one big lunge of movement. Good, yes. And she took a, his neck to kill. I. Mm-hmm. I'm in touch with her, not the dog, but I think it was probably pretty instant.
2: Okay, yeah, it didn't last very long. Mm -hmm. So, as from her perception, how is it she killed him? Yes, her mouth was around his neck, but was it because of puncture wounds of the teeth? Or something else?
0: No, it was crushing. She crushed him. Mm -hmm. Good. Good, good, good
2: all right and then continue
0: so she took him part carried part dragged Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and went into a uh, I wouldn't call it a woodland but the meal was not dinner was not on the deck it was it was in a wild area Mm-hmm. I, I can see low shrubbery.
2: Good. So does it feel like it's like on the outskirts, would you say, of the neighborhood?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Good.
2: Yeah. And so she ate her meal. And any is there any thoughts that she's having as she eats the meal, or what is she doing as she eats?
0: Well, she rather thoroughly enjoyed it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I don't think it was her best meal. <laughs> it was, uh, okay. uh, she was hungry, it was good, it was food. It was not, it, there was something off, not in terms of being wrong, but in terms of not what she's used
1: to. Okay. Okay.
2: Now, odd question, but ask her, did you sense, smell, or taste any chemicals associated with the body?
0: Yes. There there was something, um, I will put the the words not natural Mm -hmm. about it. I, th- I think if I was a human, I could say this was junk food compared to what I'm used to.
2: Okay. Okay. That's the way of putting it, certainly. Good. So ask her the question, it, did you realize that this dog was a family member to the humans inside? Did you, did you realize that or know about that?
0: There was a peripheral uh, knowing, but it didn't matter. Okay,
2: good. Right. So ask her, would you have killed the dog if you knew that the dog was tightly bonded to humans inside and vice versa? Yes. Okay, good. And ask her why. Why would you kill it anyway if you knew that?
0: It was food to her. It was dinner. She, she didn't really, that, that knowledge doesn't register or um, strongly for her.
1: Okay,
2: good. Now ask her, are you or have you ever been in telepathic communication with the soul of that dog?
0: in a way, and that it became part of her. Okay. Okay, good.
2: So, let's imagine now that she is out in the woods, and there are hunters hunting her. She knows she's being hunted. Ask her, what are you going to do about that?
0: I'm going to hide.
2: Okay. Now, if she was killed, the hunter's killed her, she's on the other side now, it's seconds after she's died, ask her, do you? F- how do you feel about the fact the hunter killed you?
0: I, I get kind of a sense of, like, drat, like...
2: Bummer, yeah.
0: But yeah, you know, they won, I lost.
2: Okay, good. Now, imagine it's I know human time is different, but imagine it's an hour later. Now how does she feel about the whole scenario with the hunters killing her?
0: She's moved on. It's okay. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. really Very good. She's not anymore.
2: thinking too much of it. She's moved on. Well mm-hmm. done. All right. So ask her for her input on the predator and prey cycle as far as what she might say to humans who think that it's mean for a cougar to kill a pet dog?
0: She says, it's who I am. It's what we are. It's what we do. You keep pets, we eat them.
2: Okay. Good. Now, as far as her personality goes, you know how we ask. You know what's the dog's personality cat's personality what is her personality as a living lion
0: sensual you know what one the, the word luxurious comes to work to mind in a certain way you okay. know a, a true enjoyment of the smells the, the feeling
2: does she like herself
0: Oh, very much, very mm-hmm. much. She loves being cougar.
2: Good. And what's her connection with the earth, if anything?
0: Deep, deep. Each there's. A, I, I just feel this um, as I'm speaking. My my hand, my fingers are like you know, digging and moving like a cat's paws will. Like each step, each feeling is wonderful and deeply energetically rooted.
2: Uh huh. And does she understand that the Earth is conscious like her?
0: Oh yeah. Mhm. Oh yeah.
2: And how does she see the human
0: species? I will put it into a word as wasteful.
2: Okay what does um, that
0: mean unconnected un- un- so okay, that, she's not know.
2: connected to humans. Is that what you mean?
0: No, no, the humans are unconnected. They don't okay Let me see. They don't share that relationship with um with the smells, the feelings the, the okay,
2: okay, yeah, that the, part's definitely correct. good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, how about her personal relationship
0: to humans? very very wary
2: does she understand them
0: she has an understanding of how we um, move and I don't just mean how we move our bodies but how we act within her world that some of us can be predators that others of us are oblivious to her
1: okay
2: good does she have a natural curiosity to learn more about us?
0: Now that we've started talking to her, she does.
2: Okay. So outside of our conversation, does she?
0: Well, I guess what I mean is humans have been have started talking to her. Okay. And yes, they that have many <laughs> piece of curiosity.
2: Okay good so bring go be, sensor before I ever talked with her and a student did she ever care about humans beforehand like be natural curiosity want to study humans observe
0: them she did watch us
2: she did watch yes on the she periphery when us. we when we didn't see her watching correct
0: but it wasn't like her main uh, thing, shall we say.
2: Right. That's correct. It wasn't her main beef. Nope. Mm-hmm. She could kind of care less about us. Mm-hmm. Yes, it has shifted a bit since people have been talking with her.
0: But I would still say it's on the mild side.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And there are some beings out there, just like some humans, scientists, for example, animal behaviors, for example. Fascinated watching other species. There are some animal species out there fascinated by observing us. They do exist, uh-huh. <laughs> but she's not one of them. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: okay. Now, would you say species? Would you say there might be some cougars that do like to watch? Or mm-hmm. that it oh, goes I'm by sure species? I'm sure somewhere
2: out there there is one or two, yeah. Um, and who knows, uh-huh. maybe they've spent many lifetimes as a human and now they're observing it from the outsider's point of view. Right. Or, heck, uh, mountain lions that are in zoos might be very curious about what people do because they're bored in their cage, so, hey, what's that person doing?
1: Right.
2: Right. Okay. Or ones raised in captivity, especially baby cubs. You know, oh, what's the Mm -hmm. person doing? I want to play with them. So it really depends. Mm hmm Good. Anything else you want to ask
1: her?
0: I'm if there's anything she would like to say before I thank her.
2: You were really far away there, so...
0: I'm asking if there's anything she would like to say before I thank her.
1: okay. Go ahead.
0: Not really.
1: <laughs> Good.
0: She,
1: quite well, quite this. Ask
2: mm-hmm. her, do you have any advice for me, Ellen, that would help me better my listening skills?
0: Yes, she does. That was lovely. It came, again, through feeling. Feeling. It, it was... Uh, I would interpret it in my body as opening to my entire environment more, but being relaxed. Okay. Wait, okay. I might, You know, I almost wanted to call it quit thinking, but it's more than that.
2: Okay. Very good. And she is telling you. She's telling you, yes, akin to that. It's the idea of feel it. Listen to your own mm-hmm. heart, she says to you. Don't Mm -hmm. listen to what others say or what your mind says. Listen and feel it. Okay? Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and thank her. And who do you want to work with next?
1: Uh, Let
0: me see. I think let's go to the coffee Okay. So this is
2: Lucy. Now, with Lucy, we're actually going to work with the universe in getting all our information. Um, Lucy is a living cockatiel owned by one of my clients, and this is how it went down one day. The client called me. She said, I'm very frustrated with Lucy. She is doing all these behaviors that are making me angry. She is, has multiple birds in the house, Lucy, Lucy's mate, and many other cockatiels and parakeets. So she's got, I don't know, seven birds or so that live in her New York City apartment with her. She's the only woman. and they get free range. She does not keep them in cages day or night. They constantly have free range of the house, okay? So, with Lucy, Lucy was picking at her person's jewelry, damaging it. She was going after her person's ankles at times, and she was picking off little wood chips um at different areas of windows where at the woodwork basically of the apartment, high and low, mm-hmm. I mean, bird could fly. So, everywhere. And she was acting agitated. And the owner said, I don't understand what's going on. So people bring you that stuff, and then you need to go to the animal and find out. Now, I want to give Lucy her privacy, since she is a living bird still with her person and all that. So we're going to go to the universe and ask the universe, what was going on with Lucy? What was this about? Now, that is a very open-ended question. Let the universe guide you in whatever the response is. And we're going to discover... What was going on?
0: Okay. Okay. Lucy was frustrated.
2: Correct. Now, what would be a logical follow up question to the universe about that information?
0: Why was she frustrated? Yes. was left out okay
1: of what
0: she, she didn't have a mate and she wasn't part of the flock in some way
2: okay you're getting a piece of it so she did have a mate I can't remember his name but he's a very devoted male cockatiel hmm. okay, who adores her and he he was mm-hmm. fine and healthy and everything. So he did have a mate. She does have a mate. So go back to that and ask, so why was she frustrated?
0: I think she didn't have a family. So perhaps it was about reproduction and a baby.
2: Okay, okay, very very close. Yes. Okay. So that's definitely a part of it. So how did she, how did she feel? How did she feel at that time of the call about her mate, her cockatiel mate?
0: I don't think she liked him. Correct. He may yeah. have liked her, but she did not like him.
2: Okay, correct. I want you to follow that energy. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why didn't she like him?
0: Um, I'm, I'm getting a feeling. It's like he he irritated her. He he bothered her.
2: Okay, excellent. This is all true.
0: And mm-hmm. ask the universe. What did the
2: mate do? That bothered Lucy.
0: She did not get her own space with this mate. He was all (laughs) over her.
2: He's all over her. Absolutely. And the owner confirmed this. Well done. Mm -hmm. All right. So ask her, but he loves you, or ask the universe, but he loved her. Why wouldn't she want to be around him?
0: It was a suffocating love. It was not. Yeah. It was too much. It wasn't a balanced love. Correct.
2: Now, ask the universe: What's the personality of Lucy compared to the mate?
0: Lucy's a quiet, uh, sensitive, not not shy in terms of fearful, but quiet.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Little skull. And And how about the mate? The mate was... um, (laughs) I just get this image of sort of this slobbering, testosterone-filled male. I I don't know if birds have testosterone, but (laughs) this isn't... Image.
2: Yep, that's correct He's the star-struck lover that wants to coddle her And love her And yes, mate with her Okay mm-hmm. And these, these two birds in the past have had um, They've birthed eggs the, the owner always trades them out for fake eggs So she doesn't want more birds But yes, so they've mated successfully in the past Okay So where's the frustration coming from? Let me ask you, how much of the frustration is coming from the fact that her mate won't leave her alone?
0: A lot of the frustration is coming from that. But there's just... um, I'd say about 80%. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I like to
2: use percentages with certain questions, Ellen, because it lets me know if what I'm getting here is the whole shebang or if there's other stuff out there we need to still discover.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Very good. So that means that there is 20% coming from elsewhere. So go back to the universe mm-hmm. and find the source of that.
0: It has to do with her. Um, I mean, she she has a starstruck lover, but she doesn't belong to a group.
2: <laughs> this bird has always wanted to live as an only bird. This is what you're getting.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: I've
2: I've I've had many a conversation with this bird. Okay, and that's come through. Yes, she's not leaving the lifestyle. There's too many, as far mm-hmm. as she's concerned, in her environment.
0: Yep. Okay, I get it, yeah. Yeah, it's not that she wanted to belong to a group, it's that she doesn't belong to a group.
2: hmm yeah. Good. So, ask the universe, what percentage is that?
0: That's pretty much most of the rest.
2: Okay. Now, ask the universe, so, is there any frustration this bird has towards the owner?
0: Yes, and that the owner doesn't save her from this situation. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes,
2: yes, yes. Okay. So the owner didn't understand what was going on. So once it was explained to her, that was very helpful. So mm-hmm. that explains why she was going after the jewelry. Well, ask, ask the universe. The truth, why did she go after the jewelry?
0: What was that about? To get the owner's attention.
2: Yes, and ask her, ask the universe, why was she picking at the woodwork?
0: I think it was, it was stress, frustration, a way mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was
2: stress, frustration. She was seeking an escape route, and she just wasn't finding any. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes, this is all correct. Um, and why was she pecking at her person?
0: At the ankles. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing it was a get me out of here.
1: hmm Yes.
2: It's also something called redirected aggression, which in the animal mm-hmm. behavior world is something, the idea of something stressing out animal A. An animal A doesn't take it out on the stressor. Instead, it turns or redirects its stress onto another, usually more submissive or uh, submissive being or being it can get away with it. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when this bird, from the universe's perspective, looks at the owner, how does the owner? How does the bird Lucy see the owner? What's the relationship like?
0: I don't feel much affection towards that owner.
1: Correct. I
0: think, yeah. I think almost the. I think that that Lucy is dominant to the owner. She looks down on the owner.
2: Okay. Good. These two had a very strange relationship. The mm-hmm. owner never really liked this bird, but feels obligated to keeping her forever and the bird is not in the right placement she doesn't want to be here and yet being held against her will is what it feels like to her
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. okay not all relationships between animals and people is benign and happy
0: (laughs)
1: okay
2: good so ask the universe what the bird wanted the owner to do about the situation
0: She wanted to free her to free her. Lu- what does that Lucy- look like? Lucy had a dream. I see her cage, I see her near a window, I see flowers, like houseplants. I see it very, very quiet and pretty and nice. So Lucy wanted to go somewhere else.
1: hmm Yes.
2: Okay. Now, in the practical environment, the owner said, well, I'm not rehoming Lucy. So that uh-huh. limits the options. Okay. So if we go back to the universe, and you're all correct, Ellen. Lucy wanted out of there. But that wasn't going to happen because that wasn't where the, what the owner would allow. So you got to work within the realm of what the owner will permit. Okay, because they've got mm-hmm. to say so here. So, ask the universe within the realm of what the owner was willing to do. What did want, What did Lucy want her to do?
0: Her own room. Lucy wanted her own space.
2: <laughs> yes, she did. Exactly right. She wanted a place where she could get away from the boyfriend. Very good. Mm-hmm. The owner's reply when I said just that was, okay, well, I can put her in her closet. Lucy and, and the mate have a closet together, and it's always left a jar for them to go in any they want. But see, the, mate's, uh, the mate can't fly. He's got an old injury of some sort. So while Lucy can fly, he always follows her around the house wherever she goes, and oftentimes she can't seem to fly away fast enough to escape his always observing eyes. So yes. I said, why don't you close her in? Of the closet and give her you know set a timer so you don't forget she says because the mate will scream his head off
1: mm-hmm. okay
2: so the owner is very sound sensitive and having seven to eight screaming birds um, <laughs> I can certainly appreciate that understand that so that to her wasn't going to work either so I presented this idea and I want you to see how Lucy felt about the idea through the universe So I said to the owner, why don't you consider creating a space, semi-high, you know, waist, human waist length, that she can safely get up and down or safely fly to, that the mate cannot get to. She is asking that it be hidden somehow from his eyesight, his his peeping Tom eyes, so that she can at least even get out of eyesight range. How did Lucy Mm -hmm. feel about that idea?
0: It was a disappointment. True. But it, I mean, you know, if that's the best you get, okay.
2: hmm And here was a second idea I said to the owner. I said that the mate knows every in and out of where to walk very quickly in order to follow his, his girl. I said to her, consider moving stuff around the living room to change the playing field so that, you know, he's got to think of where do I go in order to get to my girl who's flying above me. So that would create lag time between the following activity, which Lucy detested. How did Lucy feel about this idea?
0: Lucy liked that. That was a good idea. That -hmm. was a very good idea. (laughs)
2: Good so do you see how you can present scenarios or ideas to the animals and owners the animals are going to have their opinions oh i won't close the closet door i won't do that um and then sometimes the animals like oh i really don't like that idea i want something better and then you come up with another idea and they're like oh i like that and the owner's agreeable with that too so the owner how it panned out is she ended up doing these little mini changes and the birds were happy for at least some months so she got a few months of reprieve
1: Okay. Good. This has I been
2: going see. on for years, you know, with between her and Lucy, and Lucy and the other birds, mm-hmm.
0: and ah, uh, what a stressed environment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, but that that was good. That helped me understand how I could come up with scenarios
2: mm-hmm.
0: to good. at least relieve the situation. Huh?
2: Good. And it also gave you practice on sensing the emotional aspect of Lucy. Yes. Yeah. And how she felt yeah. about an owner. And that was a great example mm-hmm. of one animal unhappy, at least at that point in time, with her person. People right. will ask you, is my mm-hmm. animal happy? It's okay to tell them no, if mm-hmm. that's what you sense. mm mm-hmm. Um, I just okay. spoke with one of my dear friends from New York. She's got four cats, and she's getting ready to move. The fourth cat is a new one. I'd never spoken to it before, but she'd had the cat about a year. And she said, this cat, I call her Phantom of the Opera because I, I hardly ever see her. I see her out of the corner of my eye. She's always hiding. And I know it has something to do with my two Yorkies. They're always pestering the cats. Most of the, They're never going to hurt the cats, but... I suspect it has to do with that. Can you please ask the cat to stop being afraid? The dogs aren't going to hurt her. Give her permission to swap the cats, bite them if she wants, and to, you know, interact with me as a person. I miss seeing my cat. Wow, this cat was like, I don't feel safe in my world. I can't have a relationship until my adrenaline goes down and I start to feel safe. And Mm -hmm. the cat had, underneath the fear, when I removed the fear to see who this cat was personality-wise, because the fear was so big, fear about the dogs, you know, not fear about the other cats, but was always in hiding, I could sense without the fear, this cat's a really friendly, quiet, shyer cat, but really likes her person, but would allow touch and would love to sit in her lap, but she can't do it until she feels safe in her world, Now, the owner, my friend, felt terrible that she'd been living with this cat for so long and she didn't truly know that's the cat's feelings. And I said to the owner, and here's something you might want to use. When an owner says, oh, my God, I feel bad at what you just told me, you can say to them, listen, this is information you didn't know before. If you knew it before, you probably would have done something about it. So what we did was shine light on where the cat stands so that now you have a wealth of more information to create change for you and the cat so please look rather as instead of feeling bad feel empowered because now you know about something and you can easily do something about it and that changed the owner's perspective
1: right
2: okay Uh do your best to never leave an an animal owner in a negative or, or sad or mad, bad state of mind um, because they're left with a bad taste in their mouth when they leave the session. And who knows, yeah. some sensitive people mm-hmm. that could turn them off from, oh, God, I'm afraid to hear from my animal what they're going to say. Um, animals mm-hmm. generally don't tell us things we can't handle or we on some level mm-hmm. don't already know. Right. So shine light on it as it comes your way, no matter how uncomfortable, Alan, and relay it in a gentle way offer suggestions or encouragement to the animal or the person whoever needs it as needed
1: mm-hmm. okay okay okay
2: i say this because there are some acers out there that just listen and they don't for whatever reason choose to help in the problem solving aspect i, I like it. to assist mm-hmm. people and animals mm-hmm. I I have this drive, and yeah, it's probably an egoic thing to a degree, but I at least i am honest about it, where I want to assist beings in bettering their lives, I suppose because, Ellen, I so value that myself. It's a personal value that I'd like to say I don't always superimpose on others, and I don't, you know, I'm not quite clear on whether it's me superimposing all the time or it's my maybe this is on the soul level I think what other souls really desire they just don't always know how to go about getting for themselves but either way whatever my motivation is I like to step out of just listening and say hey can we do something about this person and animal what would you like to do you want out Lucy okay I I acknowledge that and I hear that your owner isn't in a place where she is willing to do that at this time so for now my friend what can we ask her to do that you think she'll do for you
0: yeah yeah okay. okay okay any questions it's really valuable and i've i've noticed that you know in working with you and your work with electra and so on that that seems to be different from other animal communicators and i really value that good because it's yeah.
1: something
2: that there's some aspect of you that is seeking that, or it you know resonates for you. So good. I'm glad you're getting what it is you're you're needing. <laughs> That's good.
0: Yeah. I I do have a question. It keeps it burbles up from time to time in my mind. So you can tell, we can tell how many lifetimes um, an animal has been with another person, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Can you? find out about the lifetimes
1: oh yeah easy
0: you uh-huh. just ask if
2: the animal um, you ask the animal Okay, been with unity person three times do you know what lifetimes they were they can tell you sometimes like nah, I know it's three but I don't really remember too much or they'll tell you I, I don't remember at all they can't give you a number of lifetimes they don't they're on that different spectrum of awareness but you can always get it from the universe
0: okay okay
2: when I don't have answers or the animal or I, we've run out, owners run out of ideas, I go to the universe, trusting that the universe is going to give me what's appropriate for us to know or not. Let me give you another, do you have a, Do you have an extra minute? I know we're over time.
0: I do. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So um, I was talking the other day with an inn owner where she has two cats. Um, she acquired the newest cat a year ago, and the problem in the house has been That one cat has been intimidating and chasing the original cat, who's a much older cat in age, and as a result, that cat feels unsafe in her world and has been peeing and pooing outside the box. Talked to these animals six months ago, so six months after cat number two arrived and made huge um, improvements. Owner called again a couple weeks ago. she said i've been making we've been making huge improvements. Cat number two is pretty much living cat number one alone, and yet cat number one in uh, the last few weeks has suddenly accelerated in her peeing and pooing outside the box. yet again, what's going on? So anyway, I'm getting information from both these beings. Cat number one' is basically still in a state of panic, okay, and insecurity regarding cat number two's presence, even though cat number two has ceased chasing her altogether. And the owner has you know, implemented keeping them separate when she's not at home and at night, so both can relax. Um, she only allows them out when she's supervising. And um, I said, there's a piece missing here. I said, I can sense the energy of cat number two staring, which the stare alone energetically intimidates cat number one. I said, but there's something else that's missing. And I could feel the missing piece, but I couldn't glean from either cat what it was, maybe because they didn't think it was significant. I went to the universe, I said, universe, Truth, am I missing something? I got yes. What is the missing piece? And I got cat number two claims ownership of the rug in front of the couch. And that piece was so instrumental because I had to tell the owner, okay, you need to talk with the number two, cat number two and let her know that you own everything. You own the rug. You own the house. You own the food bowl she eats out of. You own the food. That you just allow her to borrow these things. She's a shared family member. She owns nothing. We need to remove that because she's putting so much energy around the territory of this particular rug. And I said to the owner, do you have a rug in front of your couch? She said, yes, I do. It's a little floor rug from my feet. I said, either A, remove it, or B, better yet, have a conversation around it. And the owner wrote back um, a few weeks, uh, no, a week later, and she's like, things have improved again. Thank you so much. So go to the universe when you're out of okay.
0: ideas.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And if you get nothing, as sometimes I do from the universe, then trust that everything that's being presented, even if it doesn't seem to look like you can do much with it at this time, is what needs to sit or be prevalent in that owner and animal's life at this time. Maybe okay. there's some realization the owner hasn't made yet or put two and two together on their end that on some soul level they need to do before things can shift that cannot be done for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: We are Understood. not as alls as ACers. We are listeners.
0: Yeah. And we can only work with what it's appropriate for us to know at the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: And your clients, friends, family, whoever you work with will not always understand that. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And it's not your job to make them see from your point of view. You can try to explain it, and they may get it or may not. Um, But I want you to always come back to, I'm not going to be upset that things never shifted or changed after we talked with that animal and that person, because I know it's their thing. And I was just shining light to the best of my ability on what I sensed and heard from the animal and what I got from the universe and my own intuitive, you know, prompts to ask certain questions. And they both now have more information. And now it's their, you know, the, the ball is in their park, in their field. Got it. It's okay to let go.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: That's been one of the hardest learnings for me, and I bring that up because I don't want you to fall into that pattern where you get frustrated when you feel like you can't help somebody. Nope, your job is just to shine light, listen, point out, and let go. Got it.
0: Thank you so much, Danielle.
2: (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Yeah, that really helps it all click for me. Good. Yeah, this is this is just, and I know it's just the beginning. It has been an amazing journey. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done anything else that helped me learn so much about myself.
2: Wonderful. Well, it will continue because you've got that ball rolling now. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Um, yes, I will be seeing you on the Facebook practice. Um, do do um, befriend me because I need to have you do that on Facebook before I can add you to the page. It's uh, Facebook setting rules. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: I I didn't um, open that email yet, but I know I've got it. Yes. Ex- excellent. So I'm that way I can get that. you on the page right away, and I'm sure we will be in touch. Okay. I do, too. And, you know, if it comes up down the road, can I, from time to time, just book a one-hour session with you?
2: Absolutely.
0: If it's one hour
2: for mentoring purposes, then it's Uh only $50. If it's an hour because you want me to communicate with your animals, it's standard price on my website.
0: Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for all of this. Be well, and I look forward to whatever ways we're in touch down the road i'm sure they'll be there
2: awesome sounds good ellen <laughs> wonderful job and you take care
0: thank you bye-bye,
2: right. bye-bye.
0: okay
1: round two
2: name something that's not boring
0: a laundry Ooh, a book club computer solitaire huh
2: ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino